Left. Right. This dog, you're going to love this one. We are talking about the most dangerous toys of all time. There's some crazy toys out there. You probably don't want to buy them for your kids. Uh, if you're an adult, um, you might actually like some of these toys. Uh, but let me know what you think. Let me know if we missed any dangerous toys. And uh, I'll see you guys on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Right, and that is our cue. Welcome to Sip Talk, episode 162. My name is Justin DiGiulio out of my basement in New Jersey, joined by James, the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. James is a philosopher, a professional referee, a bartender, and most exciting of all, an accountant. Very excited to have you here, as always, James. Uh, nice to have Rosh Galeb in the background feeding us your comments on social media. If you're watching us live, if you're watching us live on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. We are expanding our channels that we are live on. We're happy to have you guys here. Today, we're talking about the most dangerous toys in the world. Most dangerous. We got uh, we got some cool stuff, actually. So, Yeah. This is going to be a fun one, and if anybody has any like dangerous toys that they can think of that we don't mention, or just favorite toys from their childhood, like let us know. Let's talk about them. Yeah, so I did a little research on this and came up with some that I was actually surprised were dangerous. And then you read some of the stuff that really, some crazy stuff that, that happened with some of these dangerous toys. A lot of these I had. Um, yeah, real quick, you want to hit one or two current events? Well, you tell me what's uh, what's going on. Well, the big one right now is war with Ukraine. Yeah, well, real, like... real, real quick, Leah Sandercock says Legos is a dangerous toy. I guess Legos. if you're stepping on them. No, you ever stepped Le on a Lego? I have stepped on Legos. The real issue with Legos is that children, babies, eat everything. Uh, that seems to me like a, a very common theme in uh, in these dangerous toys is the ingestibility factor. Yeah, yeah, that was one key thing. Is like anything with small magnets was a problem. Well, let's get the hang on. Let's yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, um, and Maria says hi, so we can we'll get back to her. Yeah, you blinked out. Uh, well, why don't you tell us what's going on with Ukraine here? Well, it's Damn, looking I'm like gonna... Russia might try and invade. And not like a small little thing. Not not that it was little, but not like it was in 2014 where they invaded like a small part of the eastern part of Ukraine. And took over Crimea, which is the southern peninsula of Ukraine. But that looks like Russia wants to take over the entire country. Well, they're, they're, 
uh, my understanding that they have an oil pipeline that feeds through Ukraine. They basically pay Ukraine to have this pipeline there. Um, and uh, they don't so much like having to pay Ukraine for that. And I feel like Ukraine was part of the USSR, mm-hmm. correct? So I feel like they, they think Ukraine basically still belongs to them. And they're just reclaiming land that was kind of broken away from them. So, yeah, definitely Putin has made it pretty clear that he wants to kind of bring Russia back to the glory that it was in the Soviet days. So, like, taking back Ukraine plays into that. Um, But also, like, in 2013, they went through a a revolution where Ukraine's president was super pro-Russian. And then, like, the people overthrew him and installed a more Western-friendly um president and so, so russia has been trying to get that back of have somebody that's typic- favorable to them well typically what russia likes to do is these kind of very convoluted schemes where they set themselves up for future success so if they can get a president of the ukraine who is a russia sympathizer or a big fan of russia that's gonna that's why they wanted trump as part of as the president of the United States, because they know Trump has a lot of business dealings in Russia. He likes Russia, didn't see Russia as a as a mortal enemy to the U.S. So that's they're playing this long game. And that doesn't it doesn't look good. No. Um, thankfully, this is something that pretty much the entire world besides Russia doesn't want. Even China, that usually sides with Russia on a lot of things, even China is not backing them right now, at least not overtly. Yeah, well, I'm, there, there's. I listen to a little bit about the news every morning, and it seems to be getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're talking about like a potential world war because a lot of different countries have different opinions as to what should be done. And it's also my understanding that the Ukraine is not part of NATO. No, and very much like to be a part of NATO um, and this is kind of a proxy fight over that because I think Ukraine is going to be able to make a pretty strong case that one they deserve protection and if Russia invades them and they're part of the EU which they are then Ukraine might be like why can't you guys let us into NATO we obviously need the help and we're on your side well that's the issue is currently now they're not part of NATO so if we go to bat for them and, and start protecting them, we're basically putting our hands where we and, and weapons where we and soldiers where we don't quite belong. So well, we're we're doing that right now because before well, what Ukraine really wanted was some Western anti-tank missiles. So like these shoulder-fired tank missiles that work really really well, and the United States and Britain makes them, and for the longest time we didn't want to give them to them. Because it was our technology and we don't want to, like, just share that freely. But now that Russia has made such a credible threat, we, we have been, both the United States and Britain have been sending in tons of those rocket launchers. So well, this is well, backfiring for Russia in a lot of ways because Russia was gambling that people, that they would be able to pull what they did in 2014 with Crimea with the whole rest of the country and that there wouldn't be too much resistance, and now they've got a lot of people against them. Well, as we're about to talk about toys and dangerous toys, uh, you know what Britain did in the 1940s? 
No, there, but I do have a tank? I do have a, a Russian toy with me right now that's actually oh, somewhat hold dangerous. Oh, hold up. So in 1944, the British deployed 148 inflatable tanks close to the front line, uh, and around half of them were destroyed by fragments from uh, German artillery. But they uh, they created these dummy tanks, uh, basically, you know, as a uh, to mislead people that they had more tanks than they did, which is, which is pretty brilliant. I imagine an inflatable tank a lot cheaper than uh, than a real tank. So what Russian toy do you have there? So I've got these Russian toy guns. And okay. I don't remember if you ever, if you ever had these, um, but they're really, really cool. What they do is they shoot these little discs. And okay. they actually go pretty far. You can probably... And was, that looks like it's the size of a Lifesaver candy? Yeah, it's... A like, ladder? It's, it's plastic, and yeah, it's just... It's kind of about the size of a penny, I would say. Like, it's... Yeah, it's a plastic disc that's about the same size and, like, thickness as a penny. Mm-hmm. And these things are super fun, and I remember... Uh, I got my like the one thing that they'll do is they'll jam because it's just a little like plastic thing that pushes them out. So, okay, so so where are you so, going with it? I convinced my brother. I was like, "It's jammed. You got to look down the barrel to make sure." Like, oh. and so he's just not not a good idea. Not um, a good, that's and that's why toys are dangerous. So I'm gonna open my 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 book here, my playbook. These and... ones aren't dangerous on the level that like we're gonna be talking about, but. That this is what kind of got me started. I was like, "Yeah, this thing you can you could hurt somebody with this if you shot them right in the eye, or convince them to shoot themselves in the eye." All right, so I'm going to lead here. Go with, ahead uh, with the most dangerous toys, and so some of these I I heard, I saw on the list, and I said, "Ah, you know, that's I'm not going to include that on my list." And then I read why they were dangerous, and I thought to myself, "Oh shit!" So bouncy house houses were on a number of lists that I saw of most dangerous toys. And I thought to myself, well, that's got to be bullshit because, it, it, you know, you're kind of jumping around uh, this bouncy house. Like, you, you understand, like, you're, you know, you're getting a little more air than normal. Uh, you know, you can bump into people. You can, you can fall off. But the real danger in bouncy houses is that they can actually fly away. Oh, yeah. And on windy days, I, I mean, if I they're not anchored I, properly. Yeah. If, if I blow up a bouncy house in my backyard, just like if I had a tent in my backyard, I, my first instinct would not be to anchor it. And, you, you know, when, uh, you know, a cold front or something can come in pretty quickly and that wind can pick up. And what happens is kids get swept 20, 40 feet up in the air inside of these bouncy houses. And it actually, and, you know, obviously depends on where you are. Uh, if you live in somewhere, you know, there's wider plains there. Um, you can get some crazy winds. So that is the real danger in bouncy houses is they have to be properly secured to the ground. And then even still, depending where and what the weather is like, these things can fly away. Yeah, and if they rotate the wrong way, they just dump the kids out from 80 feet up in the air. <laughs> Fucking insane. I was like, oh, bouncy houses. Yeah, your kids, you know, maybe break their ankle. Like that, you know, it's an inherent, inherent risk. And then it's like, well, these things are known to fly away on a pretty regular basis. Um, oh, oh, shit. What? Uh, all right, what do you have on your on yours? This one I had never heard of before. Now, what, well, hold, you think it's fair if we just go back? back I'll give you yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So this one is called Aqua Dots. Have you ever heard of these? Oh, I am. 
I am now very familiar with Aquadots. I actually watched a commercial for Aquadots, and uh, I, they looked vaguely familiar. But tell us what Aquadots are and, and why they're dangerous, because this is nuts. Yeah, this is crazy. So it's these little colored balls that you can use to like create little like dot art. It's like that. What was that? The the light bright. It's like the light bright. Kind of like a light bright colored like, pins. You don't. Yeah, but it's just like little little balls of different colors that you can like put to like paper and like stick them together, and then it'll look like a pixel art. And the way it worked is like there was a coating on the outside of the ball that once it got wet, it would kind of glue together with the other balls. So, well, why? How? How is this dangerous? What? How is this dangerous, James? I yeah, I looked. I was like, uh, I mean, maybe a choking hazard if you swallow it or something. But no, they were small enough that like you wouldn't choke on them. Turns out that the coating of these balls would be <laughs> metabolized into GHB. And for those of you who don't know, GHB is like the date rape drug. So yes. like little kids, because as you said, kids eat everything. They would eat some of these. And then end up giving themselves like a massive dose of a date rape drug. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, two kids were uh, left in a coma because of because of the aquadots. That's actually one I got a star on my list for. Isn't that wild? I I, I can't believe that one. Like, but I, you know the thing is, I guess you don't you don't think about these chemicals and and what other applications they were they were used in. And I don't know, major oversight. Really, really fucking dumb. Uh, I don't know who made Aquadots, like Hasbro or somebody. Um, all right, so I got I got one for you, and this is a more recent. It's a more recent product. It's called the hoverboard. You familiar with the hoverboard? The new yeah, hoverboard. Yeah. So, like those ones look dangerous on their face, just because like if you fall off and you face plant or something like that. But I don't well, think the, that's the reason why, right? Well, there, there's there's two reasons. So the hoverboard itself is the, is a it doesn't actually hover it's got two wheels on, on each side of it and then a platform that pivots in the middle and you stand on it now these things and the way you move your feet makes it move right unless you have incredible balance unless you have incredible balance you're falling off and your best bet is to do it either at home in a grassy very soft grass area or in a part of your house with a carpet where you can't pick up that much speed and there's nothing sharp around you that you can bump into. Lots of broken bones, mostly in the wrist and, and arm because people are falling that way, some broken tailbones. But also, and here's the second part, these hoverboards catch on fire. That was the part that I wouldn't have expected. People falling off of something like that, totally predictable. Have you, have you tried riding one of these hoverboards? I have not. I've it's, seen them. It is, and the thing is, you watch some people, and they just kind of get around with them very naturally, and it's very, very, very difficult. Um, uh, actually, Rosh just brought up a comment that they are forbidden in New York. So I, I actually think they were forbidden to be sold in New York, but for a while they were taking off like crazy because people could just get them, and with a little practice, you'd get proficient enough to get. You got to get to a certain proficiency level where you can actually get around on them. And then once you can get around to them, you can get really good at them. And people were commuting with them. They were riding down the sidewalks very frequently, maybe five years ago or so in the city. They were all over the place. And now I see them very infrequently, and, and I guess they're illegal uh, to use on, on New York. Um, uh, but, yeah, apparently the batteries could catch on fire. Yeah. Which uh, 
compounds some other problems. I, there's a, there's a few other products that will touch base that have very similar problems. What uh what do you got next? Let's see. Um, this one sounds pretty great. In the 1960s, you could buy atomic laboratory kits. Oh, oh, I that <laughs> dude, you're skipping to my my best ones on here. Are you talking about the AC Gilbert Atomic Energy Lab? Yes, I am. <laughs> that came with actual uranium in it. Actual uranium, along with a guide called How to Prospect for Uranium. <laughs> yeah, well, the guide's not going to be too dangerous because unless you're in the right part of the world, you're not finding yeah, it. Very unlikely, yeah. But uh, having some some level of purity sample of uranium, because, like, have you ever seen uranium glass? I don't know, but I had a conversation uh, the other weekend about when when we kind of discovered uranium and radioactive materials that people were drinking radioactive water. People thought that and yeah, it, it was, it was glowing. It was like a health thing. Yeah. Also, my understanding that the guy who invented this radioactive water as a health supplement, uh, his jaw actually fell off. Well, and there was also um, like uranium paint that, that that was used on watches to have like a glowing face in in the dark there's a movie and, i think about this yeah and like the women that painted those on like what they would often do is like between painting each one they'd lick the brush to clear it and like all of them had jaw cancer and all of them like lost like the lower half of their face to cancer because of having uranium paint in their mouth yeah uranium is not something that's fucking insane that's really it's sad uh, but I, I almost I can't even feel sad about it because I just the emotion going through me is just kind of like utter disbelief. But that's what happens when we stumble across some some new invention. Really, crazy. and radioactivity is just not intuitive at all. You just look at it and be like, how is this how is this rock producing something? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who would like to join and comment, we'd love to know what you think are the most dangerous toys of all time. And if you want to call in, you got to click the link in my Instagram profile while we are live. And, uh, and you can call in and, and uh, tell us what you think is dangerous. This uh, isn't really a toy, but Rosh is talking about um, liquid mercury and thermometers, where you'd have a mercury switch, where like when the temperature got above a certain amount, the switch would pivot, and mm -hmm. then the, the mercury would complete the circuit, and the heat or the air conditioning would go on. And then when the temperature switched, it would go back. And the the mercury would cut the circuit out. Those weren't actually dangerous unless you actually unless you broke them. And like, and yeah, I've actually I think at one point when I was young, very young, we actually played with liquid mercury in the classroom. Uh, yeah, they they made us take precautions. Yeah, but but Not yeah, merc mercury is is dangerous and. Uh, but it's not I, dangerous if you just have it in your hand for a few minutes. Like if you swallow it, yeah, that's bad news. Yeah, but you can yeah, you can get mercury poisoning through uh through eating tuna fish, right? Canned fish? Um, not just can I think it's not canned fish. It has to do with where the fish it are, are. Yeah, from. but it depends on where, but the fish will retain mercury in their body. So like if you have too much fish, then yeah, that's a problem. But you can actually get mercury poisoning from skin contact alone, but it takes a long time like playing around with it in your hand for five minutes or so you're not really at risk as long as you wash your hand thoroughly afterwards mm. before like you eat or anything else but like if you have if you leave your hand soaking in it all day long yeah that's probably bad too 
All right. So what? Uh, who's who's up next? Oh, I, that's you. me. So yeah. So but either way, the the, the Gilbert the, Gilbert's got a few uh, products that are actually so that Atomic Energy Lab that you cited that that uh, toy, mm-hmm. it cost fifty dollars in the nineteen fifties. So so roughly that's kind of a lot of money that yeah, then. probably five or six hundred bucks in today's dollars. So that's that's quite the tool. I don't know. I'd probably pay five or six hundred bucks for some real uranium. I think that would be a, a cool ass tool. Apparently, there's like a globe where you can see like uh, atoms kind of s- spin out. And it, oh, it, you're talking about a, like a cloud chamber? Exactly what it is. Cloud yeah. chambers are cool. Yeah, and you can see these radioactive atoms kind of spin at, spin off. Uh, yeah, you see the trails of the radio of the radiation coming from whatever the sample, and it's it's super cool looking. So I mean, to me, that that would be worth dropping five hundred bucks on a on a kid's toy. Uh, all right, so well, you've got if you were to if you just buy a smoke detector, there's americium in that that's radioactive. If you were to you could make a cloud chamber on your own and then just take apart a smoke detector, do it carefully, and then put the americium in the middle, and that would work. Most of the times I disassemble smoke detectors is with the end of a broomstick. Um, that... <laughs> fajita night. Uh, does that qualify as, as carefully? Uh, no. So, uh, the, so this toy called Magnetics. And through doing the research for this episode, I found a lot of toys that had magnetic components. What happens is whatever's encasing the magnetic part of it, uh, can break. So if there's a plastic piece in, in, encasing a magnetic connector, in this case the magnetics, which are building blocks, building toys with magnetic connecting points, the magnets fall out. And then because kids are kids and, and babies try to put everything in their mouth, uh, babies happen to eat these magnets. And the issue with eating magnets, if you eat one magnet, not so bad. If you eat two magnets, there's a very high likeliness that one will travel further through your digestive tract and then the other one will get caught up and connect with it while it's at a different point in your digestive tract. And now your insides start to not work as well and it can actually do some really, really bad damage. That's yeah, you can there. get like holes in your intestines or intestinal blockages, all sorts of stuff you don't want. Yeah, and and it's it's not it's not like snake in a drain in uh, in your kitchen. Or your, in your no, toilet. you have to do surgery for that. It's it's they have to. Yeah, it would be like if you had a plug drain somewhere in the wall. You got to cut the wall out. You got to remove the pipe. You got to splice the pipe back together. And the problem is this happens with babies. And babies are very soft, and you probably you know don't want to be cutting them. So, uh, ma- magnets <laughs> bad for kids. Yeah, there, that was another thing that I found across my research was like a really common theme was anything that had small magnets. Yeah. No, that, um, go, uh, go ahead. What do you got? This next? one's a classic. What is it? Uh, real quick, we're gonna say how to. Was that May Mayrock seventy eight? Mayrock. Mayrock, we're talking about uh, dangerous toys. So if you got any either dangerous or favorite or favorite dangerous toys, let us know. Um, um, so this one's a classic. Lawn darts. Oh, yeah. That that one has a big star next to it on my list. Uh, <laughs> you know you know the keyword that made my job? So the idea that you're throwing big darts, uh, that's, you know, you can see the danger there. But I don't know if you read what I read or what article you were reading. 
but there was one phrase that really just kind of made my jaw drop and i was like oh sh- fuck you know what that is go no punctured skulls yeah because <laughs> these things were heavy they probably weighed like a half pound to a pound they're mini javelins yeah and they're they're metal tipped and they're relatively sharp and the idea is that you're throwing them high up in the air to land somewhere in the yard but if you ever played any kind of yard games where you're throwing things back and forth like cornhole or whatever usually you have like two groups of people throwing back and forth so like you have a bad shot and you miss high or whatever and it hits somebody in the head like it can pierce the skull we were kids with a bow and arrow i used to just shoot the bow and arrow up into the air and then just go run and hide (laughs) so i could tell you as kids they're not they're not the most responsible and that's intentionally being irresponsible but with a lawn dart you could just kind of wing it around hoping it's going to kind of come off at, at whatever vector there and uh and you might have you might let go an instant later and it just you know goes right into your friend's chest yeah i think if you were to say like what's a dangerous toy most people would say like their first response would be lawn darts yeah i think if you if you if you really think it but not everybody's familiar with lawn darts maybe we're old maybe we are old uh but yeah lawn darts uh, and punctured skulls uh so then uh I got power wheels on the list for a number of reasons, but you're basically making children more mobile and, <laughs> and, and, and they're in a car. How is that any different than like a bike? Well, because a bike is difficult enough and takes a bit of skill. But if you put a two-year-old in a small car and think about where you're doing this, imagine your driveway. What does your driveway lead to? The road. So, you, you know, you turn your back for a second and the child's just trying to stand up inside this, uh, this, this thing and it's just traveling backwards at 11 miles an hour and you, you know, into traffic. Into traffic. So, so that, there's that part. The other part. Well, they're also easy to operate. Like any kid can figure out that you press your foot down and it moves and that the steering wheel makes it turn. So, but, but apparently the mechanics of them are quite bad. So the accelerators get stuck. Uh, you know, some, some crazy stuff. Plus, because it's an electronic toy with a battery, uh, high risk of catching on fire. So another another two-parter for the same reason as the hoverboard, except you're less likely to break bones uh, using power wheels uh, and more likely to get run over by an actual car <laughs> driving a power um, wheel. Speaking of wheels and catching on fire, this is one that I would have never thought of. But... You see, did you find rollerblade Barbie in your research? Oh yes, we uh, we we had one of those. My sister had one, and then I I think I probably had like the Ken version of it. But they the, they were Barbie dolls with rollerblades on them, and the rollerblade was. Oh, tell me, I have one here. No, I don't. The the little mechanism in the in the lighter. It was, yeah, but the mechanism in the lighter was the last wheel of the rollerblade. So when you would scrape these rollerblades on the ground, sparks would come out of Barbie and Ken's feet. Which is really cool. <laughs> it, is, it is really cool. Uh, let's be fair. It's cool. <laughs> but in terms of dangerous toys, rollerblade Barbie and, uh, and rollerblade Ken. Yeah, let's teach kids to play with lighters inside. Yeah, well, I mean, just imagine that. Imagine you're a kid and... You pick up a rollerblade Barbie, and then and then you pick up a lighter, and you're like, "This is the same thing." And then all of a sudden, you're actually just playing with a lighter, which is going to create some actual flames. So very dangerous. 
awesome toy. Well, yeah, those definitely could uh, like accidentally light something on fire in a house, and I'm sure they oh, did. So actually, back to lawn darts, because uh, there's another fact about them I wanted to share. They were banned in 1988, and the government ordered uh, all of them to be destroyed. <laughs> I wonder if you can still buy them. <laughs> well, they were banned, and they were ordered to be destroyed. So you might be able to buy them on, like, eBay. Well, I'm going to – the research department is right, on well, it. Well, you're, you're up next in a second because I got a quick one. This is an obvious one, but I feel like, yeah, I feel hit like it. it had to be mentioned is a trampoline. And we play yep. quite a bit on trampolines. It's very inherent risk. You're leaping and bounding 6, 10, potentially 12 feet into the air. This thing is suspended four feet above the ground, so you're getting massive air, and you're not always in direct control of where you're about to land. So, broken bones, uh, concussions, broken broken necks. necks yeah, like like uh, trampolines are very dangerous. I see so many people now with trampolines, and they have the netting around the trampoline. That's a good start. I, I just. But even still, like if you try and do like a backflip or something on a trampoline and you land on your head or your neck at a weird angle, even still on the trampoline, you're still in no, trouble. Yeah, the trampoline surface is taut, so it, you can really, really hurt yourself. Uh, all right, yeah. Did you find any lawn darts for sale? I did, but none of the classic ones that actually like dug in and stuck into no the ground. All the ones that I could find. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately not. Um, all the other ones, like. Even the ones that looked weighted had like a snub nose, yeah. or some of them had like kind of almost like an arrow tip, but it was plastic mm-hmm. and like a like a fledged arrow well, tip. Maybe kind you, of maybe you could would... retrofit that. Uh, so I, so yeah. actually, you're up, and then I got another one that that we uh, can. Yeah, just buy a block of lead and melt it down <laughs> into points. Um, all right, what what else you got? Um, let's see. You know what? This is one that surprised me. Slip and slides. That surprise you? I would yeah. think that, now I don't know why it's dangerous. I actually didn't I saw it a few times, but I didn't I uh, did I write it on my list? I don't think I wrote it on my list at all because I to me that was like one step below the trampoline because you're not actually getting any air. Yeah, well I mean you can certainly engineer a situation in which a slip and slide would be dangerous and people have. But the core of its concept of like you're on a flat piece of grass and you put this plastic down and you make it wet and then you just like take a run and go slide across it. To me, that doesn't sound particularly dangerous. So how are they doing? But apparently, apparently, like if you're heavier than like going from if you go on the slip and slide and you overshoot and you land on the grass, like you go past the the plastic mm-hmm. part, like the sudden stopping of going onto a higher friction surface could actually injure like your back or your neck because uh, of like kind of the whiplash from it. Yeah, especially if it's like a hot day and that grass just offside outside the slip and slide isn't wet with the runoff water. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you went here with me or not, but one of the one of my favorite things I did at a party was uh, friends out on uh, what's it, Pleasant Island or something? What's an island? James Island? No, was this the one, the, the ice luge? No, this wasn't James Island. It was like the Mount, Daniel Mount Pleasant area, I think. Mount Pleasant? The, Sullivan's yeah, Island? Yeah, Sullivan's Island. And they had a house. It was right near the beach, uh, like a block from the beach. But we used to go to the beach for the day and then come back and party at the house. They had a 40-foot 
by like 40 foot tarp and they set up some sprinklers on this and then they got like gallon jugs of baby oil and any oil they could find fucking olive oil threw it all over this thing and just made a giant slip and slide that covered the entire backyard and people are just running across the slip and slide just doing crazy shit all day long <laughs> it was it was actually a brilliant idea total frat house move but uh but it was uh it was it was pretty cool i've never seen anybody do anything like that. and think about how much that would cost how much does a tarp cost yeah 10 bucks? very cheap and how much does like two or three bottles of baby <laughs> oil cost this is a big tarp though but uh but yeah man my, my badass party idea unless these people these greasy ass people are going to be entering your home uh and as a as a new homeowner i'm sure you can you can understand you don't want these people sitting on your furniture yeah that's not something that i would do here but i'm also not 22 All right, anymore. So, so, so we got slip inside so on uh yeah it's your turn. so we get the lawn darts uh you know this didn't actually appear on any of my searches but yo-yos weren't yo-yos cr- invented by like the chinese army as an actual weapon that's no uh, maybe that's just a myth but yo-yos have got to be freaking dangerous imagine getting clocked in the face by one of your friends doing some slinky dink yo-yo walk the dog trick maybe dangerous to others it's probably less dangerous to yourself you ever see these these uh nerds using the uh, nunchucks and they just clock themselves in the head <laughs> yeah you Nunchucks are good for hitting yourself either in the head or yeah. in the arts. <laughs> uh, all right, so so we'll cross uh, uh, yo-yos off off the list pretty quick. Uh, you're up. We'll see who runs that. Yo, I like this one. Um, you, did you come across the CSI fingerprint examination kit? <laughs> so the so seemingly brilliant science gift for your child. It's a fingerprinting kit. Okay. You got the powder, you got the duster, you got the, like, tape to lift and the fingerprints. And what's the deal? Is kids are doing lines of, of the fingerprinting powder, or? Uh... No, it's way worse than that. <laughs> it is. Go ahead. <laughs> it turns out that the fingerprinting powder contained up to, like, 5% um, asbestos. <laughs> so you're just giving kids uh, asbestos dust and letting them play with it. This is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, let's make sure that it gets good and aerosolized, too, so that it's easier to breathe uh, in. And it's also got something in there called tremol- tremolite. I don't I don't, I don't know, know what either. that is. I'll, I'll let you search that. But, yeah, this fingerprinting kit is just poisoning children and giving them asbestos poisoning and whatever tremolite is. But it's my understanding that that is also bad. Um, oh, it's wild. Um, all right, so so you had the CSI fingerprinting kit. I uh, I will one up you. I'm guessing CSI fingerprinting kit is more recent, probably 90s or so. Um, Did you find out what tremolite? 2007 is when oh, like shit. when it was flagged <laughs> as like, hey, this is a problem. Um, all right, so I got for you a Gilbert, also the manufacturer of the Atomic Energy Lab, Gilbert's glass blowing kit. So that's legitimately cool. It is. It, Imagine being able to blow glass it, at it, home. I guess it came with these little glass vials that you would heat up over a Bunsen burner, and 
and again, this wasn't cheap. This is, is fifty dollars for the Atomic Energy Lab in the nineteen fifties. So I'm guessing glass blowing kit probably cheaper just because of cost of materials. There's no uranium in this. Yeah. So, so <laughs> my guess is fifteen twenty five bucks. I don't know the exact price, but came with. But I'm sure they could even include a Bunsen burner in there uh, for for less than fifty dollars nineteen fifties money, and it came with these glass tubes that you would heat up. And then I guess you would blow into them. But just think about this. Two, two factors here. Hot-ass melting glass, major burns. And then what happens when the glass hardens? It's well, still hot. But after, after it's cooled, it's still fucking glass. So if you yeah. drop it, just, I mean, oh, man. Uh, you slice. I mean, this is bad. There, this is dangerous on so many levels. Have you ever seen um, like glass blowing done? Yes, I think it's it's very cool, and they make it look super super simple. Uh, yeah, and I, I cannot imagine it is simple at all, and I imagine it takes an immense amount of practice. Now, if you if you drop the glass and you break it, you can just throw that like the shards back in your glass melter, right? Start over. Maybe because it, it, like it, I don't I don't know the answer to this, but I would think that maybe like any crap that's on the floor that gets picked up by it might be a problem. Mm, but maybe that would sink to the bottom of the the vat of molten glass. That's yeah. why I don't know. Is like it could just get burned off, and who cares? Or it could be impurities that you don't want to introduce back into like the molten glass that you're Fair working enough. with. All right, all right, all right, uh, science kids, you got the Gilbert's Atomic Energy Lab. The CSI fingerprint kit with asbestos, <laughs> um, the glass blowing kit. What what else do you have on your list here? Um, oh, go ahead. They're inflatable baby boats. Oh, are the are these the ones that uh, that were like strangling kids or something? No, although when I saw it, that was my first yeah. thought. It so. It's just, you know, like a little rubber ring that's inflatable that, like, you can put a baby in, and they've got a boat that they can float around in the pool. Apparently, the issue was that, like, you'd put the kids through the legs, and there'd be, like, a plastic mesh support to keep them attached to the boat. And apparently, that plastic was thin and flimsy and oh, could break. Yeah. So now the kid just goes... So, secure. yeah, so the parents think they have their kids secured. They turn their back for six minutes, and there's no baby. Uh but there is a baby. Yeah, it's it's, a yeah babies, I guess, don't float very well. I, I don't know. Um, so Rosh said, not a toy, but a stupid practical joke. A heavy bucket of water perched on the top of a door, and then the person comes through the door, soaks himself. That was a good joke. They. Uh, yeah, the, the problem is, like, if the bucket falls and doesn't dump the water, now you're just dropping 30 pounds on someone's head. <laughs> um all right, so you, what were we talking about with uh, uh, the fingerprint kit? All right, so. Oh, speaking of heat and oh, burns I'm on the and same everything, page with you. I can't I'm believe we same, haven't. Go for it. No, you okay, throw it you out there. Ahead. I want to make sure it's on the same one. Easy, easy bake, bake oven. oven. So easy bake oven has uh, heat plates in it that, that will cook the food, uh, but apparently it traps kids' fingers inside so kids reach in this machine they can actually get their fingers stuck and i actually read that there was uh one incidence of a partial finger amputation because somebody but even even if you couldn't get your finger trapped in there imagine like this is being marketed to like six and seven year old girls to do like some home baking or whatever 
And those things legitimately got up to like 350 or 400 degrees. They actually cooked the yeah, food. They actually cooked the food, all right. The boy version of the Easy Bake Oven. Do you know what that is? You had to have come across this one. Was that? Was this like the uh, the the molds that you could make of like like rubber, like insects? This was and stuff creepy like that? crawlers. Creepy crawlers were molds of yeah. spiders and bugs and worms, and then you would mix together. So this is so the Easy Bake Oven burns, and uh, you can get your fingers caught in it creepy crawler machine was another oven and you would put this this liquid plastic material in there and then bake it and it would turn them into these rubberized insects so you and you put it so into a yeah, metal, so the metal mold. molds um you could you could get burned on these things but that wasn't the only part of this you know what the other dangerous part of this creepy crawler kit was I, I pretty I'm pretty sure I actually had one of those and made them when I was a kid, and I remember I can still remember the smell the of the plastic thing. exactly. But apparently, those fumes that the the goo that you're putting in there is actually toxic. And I I know for certain. Yeah, I, I it smelled toxic. As a kid, I used to eat everything. So, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I'm still thinking about the time that you ate the sandwich. Yeah, you just with gotta crunch down on it. <laughs> oh no, that was actually uh I ate a sandwich not knowing I had eaten the toothpick, right? Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. That was a crunchy sandwich. <laughs> uh all right. What uh what else do I have here? Is it my turn or your turn? Um right. you go ahead. Um this is an easy one. I, I this is bullshit. But I don't even want to use up my turn with this one. But slap bracelets? Those were so big. Slap it on, it flips its way around. Do you know why they were dangerous? Well, because it's metal in them. There was a thin piece of metal. Be sharp. And thin metal, exactly, can be sharp. And kids, you know, the, the... the fabric on the outside would fray and then kids would slice themselves with this, with this metal. I actually remember them being banned. I remember them being super popular and then they were just like, no, you can't have these things. And I just remember as a kid being like, you're, you're kidding me, right? There's no danger in this thing whatsoever. But what, I mean, I don't think there's any more danger in a slap bracelet and having a fully sharpened pencil. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't ban fucking pencils in elementary. Yeah. Paper Do you remember wasp? paper yeah. wasps? So I I was reading like they were saying, oh, you know, the slingshot is dangerous. Fucking paper wasps. You want to describe what that is? You take a piece of paper and you fold it over itself a number of times until it's just super thick, and then you bend it in half so it's kind of in like a boomerang shape, and. You want it to be maybe an inch to an inch and a half long, so it's maybe like half an inch to three quarters of an inch on either side. And then you take a rubber band and you pull it back, and you can like and shoot at somebody on the other side of the classroom. Yeah, those and those really things hurt. Uh, the the more dangerous version of that is is here is the paper clip. I don't know if you can yep, see the it. the paper clip. And you, when you bend this paper clip, you get this you get this really sharp pointy piece that comes out. 
And if it's a, this is a tiny paperclip, but if you do it with the, if you do it with a larger paperclip, you can get the same effect. This, I can't believe I'm describing this to people. Don't do this. Don't. This is. This is I mean, you could really fuck somebody <laughs> up. And, and if you do this to somebody, you're getting in trouble, dude. Uh, and then you pull it back, just like the paper wasp, except. You did this in school, you'd probably get fucking expelled. You did a paper wasp, you might get fucking detention. Uh, I remember that was when people, like, people were doing the paper wasps and nobody really protested all that much. But then some people started doing it with paper clips. And, like, I don't remember what caused it to stop. Somebody, but that was when yeah, everyone was like, all right, this has gone too far. Even back then. Uh, Which, you know what? Like, I'm okay with the paper wasps because, like, the only way you're going to get hurt is if you get hit directly yeah, exactly. with one of those. But you could, it could still happen because but... kids are dumb. Uh, all right, so I, I got a quick one. Flubber. Mm-hmm. Uh, flubber was this kind of rubbery, slimy goo. Um, but apparently it caused rash. It caused kids to get rashes, which you don't want that. Um, and they, they had to stop producing it. But because it wouldn't sink or dilute in water and they couldn't burn it, they had to bury it behind, behind their warehouse. So they dug out b- behind the flubber warehouse and buried all this potential flubber. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's back there. Uh, what else do you have here? I'm looking at some of these other ones. Oh, the uh, yo-yo water balls. Yeah. So it's like this stringy thing that's like a ball on the edge of, it's, end it's, of like this gooey stringy string that just kind of yeah. bounces up and two, back and so forth. So there's two reasons why these are dangerous. But you know what they are? The one is that like you can get it wrapped around your neck if you're a little kid and you're clumsy and now you're and strangled. You know the other one? The toxicity of, of the no. the liquid that's inside the bowl. So so if it and breaks kids, and you like kids eat everything, kid eats it because kids um, eat everything. Yeah, and also the choking hazard if, if you suffocate yourself with it. Um, all right, I got I got one for you. Have you heard of sky dance flying dolls? The sky dancers, they're they're flying dolls. No. Hold on, uh, I'm looking at it. It's not something <laughs> well, that would have been marketed a to my sister, demographic. And I had a younger sister when I when I was younger. <laughs> um, so it's a doll. And she perches in a little base, and her arms are wings, and it's got a ripcord on it. So you pull the ripcord, she starts to spin, her arms start to come out, and they create a helicopter-like blade, and she's just rotating, spinning around. There's actually a funny, uh, this is like old like VHS camcorder video. I think it was probably on like America's Funniest Home Video. And this girl gets this for Christmas, and she pulls the ripcord, and it just floats up in the air. And flies right into the fireplace. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so you get the sky dancer dolls. What else you got? Um, this is less of a toy, but this is crazy to me because I look at it and it doesn't look dangerous at all. But oh, Burger so King I heard Pokemon about this. Balls. You know, you know what it does. If if you get it like stuck, yeah. Over so your it's a the mouth. perfect size ball that a kid can get it caught on the bottom of their chin, and it's got a little hole to go over your nose. It's got a little divot for there's a little circle on the pokeball, and what it does, it kind of it suctions right over a kid's a kid's mouth and nose, and can really even the nose hole doesn't allow your you to breathe. It just covers kind of the bridge of your nose, 
and uh, and it was suffocating kids at Burger King, supposedly. Uh, oh, this is all right. So I had never heard of this one, but it makes complete sense. Um, and it brings me back to uh, what, when what you had the boat. Oh, that was the next one on my list. Kite tubes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then do it. So kite tubes are like, you know, you go tubing behind a boat. So kite tubes are a type of tube designed to catch air. Now, I didn't read anything saying they had been discontinued, but these kite tubes would bring you 25 feet up in the air behind a boat going 25 miles an hour and, uh, and just send people fucking flying through the air. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're holding on to it, because there's all sorts of aerodynamic flutter. So, like, if you're holding on to it, like, the idea that, like, all of a sudden you might catch something and, like, it just slams you down faster than gravity would yeah, bring you than gravity. back into the water. You're already going, like, 25 or 30 miles an hour, and now you've got aerodynamics yeah, if, pushing if you into the water. The, the right way, you're going to nosedive. And then when you hit anybody who's ever gone water skiing or tubing, when you fall off and you hit the water... It feels the water doesn't give. It you might as well go out of out flying out of a car and bounce along the cement because you just kind of hit the water and roll and sprawl out. It's uh, it's no good. It's uh, so so I can imagine these kite tubes. Yeah, <laughs> people. I still have memories of watching um, a three hundred pound friend of ours <laughs> skip three or four times, and not those slow skips like like when you're skipping stones, like you know, right before it goes underwater. <laughs> We're talking like the first few skips, the ones that are like thirty feet, thirty feet. <laughs> this guy's never seen. You're not going to go too seen, fast, like are that you? Oh. and never since. Um, we were terrible with that boat, man. We used to, we used to fucking rip each other around. Not even, not, not even just on the, on the tubes, on the knee boards, the skis. We were, and we used to do that towing somebody behind a car. Every time there was a blizzard when we were kids, we would get the tubes and the sleds and, 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 and whatever else. And we would tow people behind the cars through the blizzard. <laughs> I'm like country roads. Where there were ditches, I remember I was getting towed one time, and like my tube <laughs> slid off into the ditch, and I'm just getting blasted in the face with deep snow, so I can't see anything at like 30 miles an hour, and somehow I caught a glimpse of a mailbox. Oh my god! Wait. It like was able to bail before, like I might have hit the mailbox, but by the time I hit it, I was years. like slowed down enough. But I just remember like just like this one frame like glimpse minimum of a mailbox. half a dozen so, times like, a year. Like every snowstorm we got, that we used to just grab friends, drive to different friends' houses, pick them up with with the tow rope from the boat behind, you know, tied to the back of the jeep, and we just we just throw them the rope and and say jump on. <laughs> And it would be, there'd be two, you know, we had Jeep Wranglers. So there'd be two feet of snow on the ground. And, uh, and we just go out driving through the country roads, the mountain. It couldn't be a main road because we didn't want to get run over by a plow. But we used to do it in, uh, you know, we did it at the, the, what's that college there? In the parking lot on the RPI. Yeah, we were. Oh, RPI. Um, I got a few more I, re I really want to hit before we run out of time. Uh, slip and slide, sky dance, uh, sky dancer dolls. Flubber, what else? Um, Yo, here's one that's not dangerous, that? but I think is pretty funny. Did you ever hear about the uh, the Harry Potter Nimbus 3000 no. toy broom? 
So it was like a toy broom that like after the Harry Potter movies and like you could press a button on it that would turn on an electric motor that would make it vibrate so, so it felt like you were flying vibrate. around on a broom. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, it was so super popular. Water guns. Rosh has got water guns. Nobody says it has to be filled with water. What if a psycho put lighter fluid in it? I have uh, packed uh, water guns with liquor before. I think that's a brilliant idea. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> it's the same idea. Um, all right. So this one is actually funny and also kind of sad and creepy. But the snack time cabbage patch girl, cabbage patch doll. Snack time cabbage patch doll, a, a doll designed with an eating mechanism. So this this doll mechanically kind of intakes food, and girls could get their fingers stuck in there, or even worse, their hair stuck inside this doll that was trying to mechanically digest them. I well, how but strong? This is not a newer product. Know? This has got to be like '90s or earlier. So. I can imagine an electric engine on a power wheels in the 90s is probably a hell of a lot stronger than one from now. <laughs> so uh, I imagine an eating mechanism on a, on a doll. You know, does your, you, gotta, uh, you don't have an electronic garage door, right? And now the new ones have not just the mm -hmm. safety uh, laser beams, but they also, if it senses it's being stopped, it will, it will reverse itself. That's a newer technology. So not a complex one, but it's a newer uh, newer employee technology. Uh, but the Cabbage Patch mechanical eating doll. <laughs> Snack time Cabbage Patch doll. Um, all right, I got a couple more. What else you got? All right, so um, you Moon Shoes. Did you come across Moon Shoes? You remember Moon Shoes, yeah? They were trampolines that you strapped to your feet. <laughs> So the real danger there yeah. was people breaking their ankles and or breaking their wrists and their tailbones as they as they fell down. I still think that's a great. I hope that's not discontinued because moon shoes, moon shoes are a, an awesome, oh, it totally was. an awesome invention. Um, like the hoverboard, you know. Don't you know? Just just put out more warnings, but don't don't discontinue. Well, speaking of the hoverboard, oh, that's, like, that's, do you remember that the Razor the scooters? I didn't think it was. I, I was uh, I was in San Diego and somebody went by me and my brother on a razor scooter and I was just like I feel like it wasn't you weren't truly an owner of a razor scooter until you had an inch yeah, deep God. gash. But you know they're in all motorized now. They're all have electric motors on them, so I see commuter. You're thinking about the old metal. No, razors. I'm thinking about yeah. like it was just like yeah, a yeah, yeah. metal platform with two rollerblades. Yeah, and they were and meant they were for like fast. But now adult grown up people who think they're serious people are riding them around uh, on their way to and from work. Electric scooters, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, the electric I just, scooters? Because the wheels are so small on those, you hit a bump in the road, you are – or imagine you catch a, a, a sewer grate. Yo, drunk people get hurt on I've seen it happen in Florida. I know they have a lot of those in Florida. Uh, they just don't look safe to me, man. No way. Charleston bikes, doesn't have bikes them, which are is way safer. a great thing. Um, all right, so I got. I want to do one. Let's see. Uh, I want to do kind of one sad one, just because it it kept coming up and it kept coming up and it kept coming up. But uh, mini hammocks, basically children's hammocks, 
And what, so you know, when you have a hammock, it has these kind of bars, these crossbars. So it's got the part where you like lay in and then it's got a, a, a stick across it. And then it kind of comes back down in the triangle and attached to the tree or whatever. Yeah, but it's got a cross yeah, like beam. The suspension. Well, these mini hammocks didn't. And there were a lot of kids that unfortunately uh, strangled themselves on, on hammocks. Yeah, which is which is really a shame. But apparently that was one that was like designed to be marketed towards kids and uh well, you know, bummer there. That sucks. Oh, another good cozy one. Coop, Do you remember the cozy coop? Is it a little like oh, toy car? I know exactly that you what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Use like your feet. Car. Yeah. So yeah, so those things were pretty unstable and could turn like could go face forward my brother actually was like being pushed by like some friends and they weren't trying to hurt him but like because they don't weigh anything it's hollow hollow plastic that like they're yeah so he's probably going like five or six miles an hour as his friends are pushing him and it either catches a bump or Mm -hmm. they just pushed too high on the car but they just flipped it (laughs) up so now He's, yeah, there's no, it, there's no actual windshield. Right, right there. Yeah, so his face is basically <laughs> no, what brother? stopped Youngest the momentum the of the car. Oh, yeah, that's that's not good. The derv. Um, all right, so here's one I thought was, and I had one of these. Um, oh, yeah, oh, fuck, we never hit rockets. We never hit toy rockets. Do you remember the toy rockets? No. Like the ones no, with water Eskies in them that you could, like, stomp rockets? Had, like, a, a ignition fuse and everything. Oh yeah, well, like for some people, yeah, like you could get pretty them, serious with to, those. Like, paint them and and you know I had like a uh, different superhero logos that I would cut out of magazines and and glue on them, and I got really into that. Yeah, and those you, if you had a good one, you could easily yeah, get FC's up to rockets, a thousand. A lot of kids really hurt themselves. All right, so here's here's the other one though, and this one actually could you could see how this could unintentionally could could do some harm is a wood-burning design kit. So they give you wood, and then they give you a pen that gets really, really hot, hot enough to obviously burn and etch into the wood. And you would leave burn marks on the wood, and you would spell out your name or, or whatever else. Yeah, cool idea. Yeah, I had Not one when I was a kid. You should be giving uh, kids. I could see how that could catch on fire. Um, you have anything else? Because I have one last one. Is the Austin Magic Pistol from the 1950s. Which, yeah, you would put a. This one came up a lot too. And it had calcium carbide and and little crystals of that. And you would mix it with water, but these things would react to basically any moisture. They'd react to saliva. And the calcium carbide, when it gets wet, basically explodes and that propels this ping pong ball with an immense amount of force for a ping pong ball out out of the gun with a big bang and flames. So, and flames. Yeah, you got to look up some and videos flames? of this thing. They're newer videos of people getting their hand. Maybe they retrofitted them a little bit. But we're talking some serious power, some flammability, some real serious gun action. Uh, crazy stuff. Uh, and I think, uh, and then, and then you, the clackers. Oh so yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, that was that bullshit. Clackers, like the thing that has the little triangle on it, like this. With the with the little plastic ball on the end, and you go like this, and, and it clacks back and forth. Well, when they said yeah, yeah they go flying off or they break into one. little shards. Well, I looked at pictures of some of the original ones, and it wasn't like hard plastic like we have now. 
it was almost like more of a crystalline or like a, it looked like it was what marble it was like ceramic out of. and what would happen is is that you would crack those things together and they could actually the glass the plastic was almost a glass and shards of that would go flying out and they would just imagine like hard candy compared to like a hard piece of plastic hard candy shatters and that yeah and like if it shatters exactly. and it breaks yeah, into your face yeah because the ones the... i had were plastic which like you, like it was just relatively soft That's plastic would be pretty all right hard to hurt yourself we're out this is a full episode we've got a lot of these in here uh this is pretty cool actually so we're out of time i want to thank everybody for coming i want to thank rosh Galeb for feeding us your comments on instagram and tiktok See you guys next time. Adios. All right. Cheers, guys. That concludes this episode of Sip Talk. Thank you for joining. Uh, Again, let me know if we missed any dangerous toys. And I look forward to seeing you guys next time. Adios. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.